due to technical issues with our brains last time in our A to Z episode, <laughs> this is the follow-up where we cover the letters that we left out. Normal series will resume shortly, we promise. This is the A to Z of Torture, Part 2, Selected Letters, I to Z. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to A Bloody Mess, a badly researched true crime podcast, focusing on UK true crime and black comedy, basically. Well, dark humour, being a bit of a knob, that's that's pretty much it, isn't it? (laughs) Being being a giant knob. Yeah, exactly, that's pretty much what me and you had lots of experience doing. Alright then, joining me as always is Chen via the magic of Skype. Yeah, Skype, because we're all locked down. We are are on lockdown, actually, that is an issue. been about a week, it's now the 29th, Sunday the 29th when we're recording this. Yep, exactly, it's uh, I've given all my pubes individual names. <laughs> Say we're on lockdown, my life's pretty much the same, I get up, I'm a key worker, so I get up, I go to work, I come home and I sit and do nothing, which is exactly what I did before anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, like I was saying before, the only difference uh, that I've noticed because I, I'm not a key worker, so I've been I'm on the endless weekend now. But the only difference I've real, realised and felt is basically that I don't get as many things from the petrol station anymore. <laughs> I don't I've, have saved, as many. I've saved a fortune on fuel as well. Yeah, that's good. It's mm. it's funny like the effect. You don't think it has any effects, but I think it's it's starting to get a bit like the thing now in my house. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> with I, the paranoia setting in. <laughs> I only had, um, I just had three days off, and I usually wouldn't do much on those three days off anyway, but they would just seem to drag out because I just knew I couldn't really do anything anyway because I'd been told not to. I end up doing this perpetual walk from like the front room to the kitchen back to the front. So yeah. I'll go in the kitchen and go, oh, I'll, I'll get myself a, my, a can at the fridge or something, and I realise that I've already drank it, and then I'll go, oh, I'll go to the shop, and then realise I can't, so I'll go and sit back down again. <laughs> and then 10 um, minutes later, I'll go, oh, I might go and get a can. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's actually, torture is lockdown. Yes. It's for the good of the nation, the good of the nation. Exactly, I mean, people need to start doing what they're told, and they keep saying that the virus is spreading. No, idiots are spreading it. Yeah, people are spreading the virus. Yeah. But like what I can you do? Chlam- like I spread chlamydia. <laughs> Moving on. Starting with I... Yeah, I mean, if you come into this episode, basically we did an A to Z and then got to, I think the letter was G, and then we were alternating letters and then we both did the same one because we got confused with each other. So these are, this is like Entirely a fill-in Entirely my fault. <laughs> this is a fill-in episode, so hope you enjoy it. So yes, I've went for I. I for impalement. Oh, Jesus. So now you're probably thinking impalement is more of an execution than a torture method. And for the most part, you'd be right. However, not all people die um, when impaled. I read... Wolverine. (laughs) He he wouldn't die. I read, if the impalement was done and followed up near the spinal cord, it's perfectly feasible that the victim could live for several days or until removed. So really, if you're living for several days, what would you die of? Would it Um, be starvation, like like thirst or starvation? Yeah, if you didn't get fed or that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wouldn't, oh, like, bad. I think impaling, if you just do it right through the body, you get all the, the mad major organs, and that's how you die. But if you miss them out, ah. you're just, just pretty much paralysed, and you're sitting on a pole really painfully. Right, shit. Also, oh. when I think of impaling, I think, like, a, a pole up the arse and out the mouth type thing, which is called longitudinal impalement. Um, that, and what film made that famous? Is that, is that Cannibal Holocaust? Yes, that's the one. Yeah, and sometimes they would put a kind of block on the instrument, uh, the instrument of insertion acting like a block so you'd, you wouldn't slide all the way down. So you'd slide down it maybe a few, maybe a foot or something, and then this, this, you'd end up sitting on it with this thing right up your bum. Well, that makes sense. If, you put, if you put, you're putting people up there as a deterrent, you're going to put them, put them up, yep. walk away from your handiwork, it's going to slide to the bottom, and all the people of your village are going to see is just a load of spikes, and they're going to think, oh, that's just an unfinished fence. <laughs> um, yeah that sounds like torture to me but you also get something called transversal impalement which is from chest 
edit through the back or vice versa. Oh. I think that's more of an um, execution than torture because I don't think people could really survive that. Does that go through you once you stood up or are you lowered onto it? I would guess you're lowered onto it. Otherwise, you're just being stabbed, James. Well, yeah, but like stabbed. I suppose when when does a stabbing turn into an impalement? Because if you... Exactly. Ah, I know what it is. If you're impaled, you're put on the item. And if you're put on the the stationary item, yeah. Yeah, the item comes into you. I see. Educational. I I think so. Speaking about education, would you like a quick history lesson? I would love a quick history lesson. Quick history lesson about a man who liked impaling people. A man who had a big copper cauldron built and put a lid made of wood with holes on top. He put people in the cauldron and their heads um, through the holes and fastened them to the wood. He then filled the, filled the cauldron with water and set it on fire and let the people cry their eyes out until they were boiled to death. That's brilliant. Then he invented frightening, terrible, unheard of tortures. He ordered the women, um, he ordered women that be impaled together with their babies on the same stake. Mm, that's the, not ba- the babies fought for their lives at their mother's breasts until they died. Then, then he had the women's breasts cut off, and he put the babies inside head first. Thus, he had impaled them together. Jesus Christ! This is a lesson about Vlad Dracul the Third, Vlad the Impaler. Oh, I thought it was about Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was the ruler of a place called Valachia which is now pretty much Romania, I think. Yeah. He was known Mm -hmm. for being ruthless, but also he's a national hero to some. During one of his many wars, the opponent um, docked at the shores of Valachia, Valachia, however you pronounce it, and they marched towards the town where they believed Vlad would be. What they found may be an exaggeration, but they found 20,000 impaled prisoners, women and children, all used as a psycho- psychological method to scare his opponent, and by fucking god, I would have run a mile. It's a bit full on, isn't it? It is. I think that number is like um, increased through time. They've gone like one, two, ten, twenty, forty, or two and a half thousand. Yeah, twenty thousand, and then yeah. like a hundred years later, they'll be like, "Wow, oh, that was ten thousand people on stakes." Yeah, but still, it's not a nice thing. You're marching along, and you see. Thousands of impaled prisoners. You, you've got to love like the early, early. I suppose it's marketing, but propaganda and things like this, and the the scaremongering and things. Yeah, because it's fantastic how they used to do this to give people to kind of break them psychologically before they knew what they were doing. Yeah, he was a very ruthless man. It's not much of a history lesson, but there you go. I enjoyed it. At least it wasn't about World War Two. Not finished yet. Right. They called that. Um, you know, the, the 20,000 impaled prisoners, the Forest of the Impaled. Yeah. Forest of the Impaled are also a brutal death metal band. Ah. From what I heard, they're not bad, actually. That does sound familiar, actually. Also, where, there's a... Where are they from? I have no idea. All right, okay. Oh, this is just... I, I went on a Spotify deep dive here. <laughs> impaled. Impaled is also a death metal band. The yeah. only song I heard was called Choke On It, and that was actually very good. Impaled are good. Now they've been going for ages, haven't they? I have no idea. I just went on Spotify and started um, searching Forest of the Impaled or Impaled. Right. So we've got an album called Forest of the Impaled by Suicide Commando. From what I heard, not very good. They don't sound very good. There was a album called Forest of the Impaled by Subservience. A couple songs I heard were very good. Oh. There's a song called Forest of the Impaled by Heretic Order. It was more like punk or rock. It's not my thing. Okay. There was a... <laughs> this goes on for ages, by the way. There was a song called Forest of the Impaled by Second Insanity. It was very slow and heavy. I prefer the faster type music, so I didn't like that. And, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I've got for the letter I. That entire section was torture itself. <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was educational, and it was... Uh, it was. It, it, it existed. No, it it ne- happened. It happened. Next letter. I don't, I don't know. K. Yes. K, K is for keel hauling. Keel hauling. Yeah. Ah. This is a technique carried out by sailors invented by the Dutch Navy in the 16th century, but wholly accepted into pirate pirate lore by all and sundry. 
This name comes from two words, keel, meaning the thin-like bit of the boat that goes underwater, and the word haul, meaning to pull. This uh, is the point. I know where, where this is going. This is the point where you realise that my accent is can, can confuse matters. <laughs> I'm going keel hauling, you know. Keel hauling. That's yes. a terrible impression of you. That was a terrible impression of me. It's not hard. Not hard. Uh, right then, yeah. The victims were tied with ropes uh, and literally dragged underwater from one end of the ship to the other. Now, whilst it wasn't intentionally meant to be a death sentence, and if you did it against it on a new ship, it would probably be fine. But it often resulted in internal injuries and drowning. Worst of all, due to the barnacles going out of the side of the hulls of the ships, it was a common occurrence for the victim to suffer significant lacerations, scarring them for life if they survived. I was going to say that, yeah, because they're old ships. They've got all these cre- yeah. creatures growing on it, barnacles, yeah. which are very, very tough and rock-like, aren't they? Yeah, and they've got that little hole at the top, and it's like it's like a big cheese grater. Yeah, yeah. But the thing, the thing is, it's like if they drag you too slowly, you'll drown. If they drag you fast, you get cut. So it's a bit... Just a bit of experimenting, isn't it? Exactly. You know, it takes you four or five sailors to get it right, but... <laughs> you get there in the end. Exactly. You get there by the time you reach America. Oh, God. That's horrible. Yeah, it is quite bad, isn't it? Yeah. I think you've got worse in store for later on. Maybe. Does that complete K? That completes my letter. A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L... We did L, didn't we? M? Yes. M, yes. So, I've gone for a simple one on here, because I did just did quite a long, stupid one with Spotify deep dives. So I've got a simple one, and that is mutilation. Oh. This one is self-explanatory. So I googled to try and find a famous case of mutilation torture that we could discuss. And I was going to give you a rundown on that. However, you know when you google something, and like a little after your first search, it comes up with like um, similar searches, and you can just click on that, and it gives you the answer. Yeah. So I did that. I was going to Google, Google torture mutilation torture and it came up um, who was the most tortured person in history so I was like oh well, let's, let's let's see who that was guess who it was James uh, right is it modern or olden times modern our listeners <laughs> can we uh, can I have a clue yes <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't want it yet. I just um, want to know if I can have one. Yeah, ask ask a question. Who did the torturing? Um, four teenagers. Oh shit! <laughs> I can't. I can't think. I'm gonna know it when you tell me, but I can't think of it. Of course, you're gonna know this. Four teenagers who had ties to the yakuza. Oh yeah, uh, Junko Furuta. Yes. It's apparently the most t- tortured person in history, and we've already covered it. Yeah. Go back two episodes to listen. Yeah, that 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 was uh, that's rough actually. <laughs> that is really bad. Yeah. But Once you think about it, you're like, yeah, that's bad. That makes sense, doesn't it? It, it still comes to me that you know I'll be yeah, thinking yeah. I'll be like driving to work and it'll come into my head. Well, not driving to work at the minute. I'll be walking to the kitchen and it'll come to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be telling people about it because they'll be asking about how the podcast is. And I'll be like, oh well, we did this. This was absolutely disgusting. And then you're like, why are you being sick? Yeah. Why are you still speaking to me? What's our next letter? Well, we did, that was M. We did N for Napalm Death. Hope you enjoyed that one in the last episode. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and I've got O, the letter O. O is for ouch, a word that one <laughs> might it utter during the act of torture. <laughs> you can tell at this point I'd give up and I started researching the next episode, couldn't you? Oh, I can't even think of anything we could do for O. Ostrich torture? I don't yeah, but know. Is that torture? Ostriches are cute as fuck. Yeah, they are. What's after O? Uh, P. P. Did we do P? I did, I did P last time. P for penis. P for penis, you did that. So we're on Q. Yes. Q. I couldn't really think of anything, so I went for Queasy. It is reported, this is a short one as well, it's reported that a method of torture the CIA use is to actually constantly blow smoke in the victim's face um, to make them feel ill, and in some cases, they actually vomit. 
I get how any kind of... I suppose anything you do it long enough is going to be unpleasant, because, like, even just blowing in someone's face wouldn't be nice. Mm, that's I mean, oh, that's I remember. I remember when I blew in your face. You didn't like it. No, but I was sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I can. I understand that. Since we're we're quite spoiled in this country because we don't have smoking in pubs. But I'm sure you've noticed that when you go on holiday. I don't know why I just gestured to the microphone when I said you. Because that is me. You've, you've got my picture on top of the microphone, so it's like I'm in the room. You, when you've gone on holiday, you'll notice it in some of the pubs that they still smoke, and it's disgusting. I wouldn't go that far, but I'm glad that we don't smoke in this country oh, anymore. I, I couldn't handle it. I was in Slovakia a few months ago, and I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I didn't like it. Did not like it. I think it can add to the atmosphere of some of some pubs, but then, is it adding to the atmosphere, or is it reminding me of when I was younger and every night out was new and fresh? And that's what call I'm thinking fresh. Of. Well, not fresh, but do you know what I mean? It was always a, it was a new. Yes. It reminds me of when it was a new experience. No, I understand that, but I still don't like it. No, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it's not a thing anymore. Because you remember coming home for a night out and your clothes stinking. You have to oh, put yeah, them outside because yeah, you can't yeah. sleep. Ugh. Yeah. So Q was for queasy, and we've ended up talking about Slovakian pubs. So we did another letter in the last episode, and then we've got S. S is for scafism. Oh no! I mentioned this one to you before, didn't I? Ugh, I think I was meant to research it for the last one, and I cocked up. So yeah. Now, this is an ancient Persian form of torture that I'm mentioning because it's disgusting. Now, it's also known as the boats. Scafism involved tying the victim to a hollowed-out log or a small boat with their hands and legs outstretched. The victim was force-fed a mixture of milk and honey until sickness and diarrhoea occurred, which already makes me feel a bit rank. Is, is that a thing? Does milk and honey give you diarrhoea? Well, I once had a pumpkin spice latte that made me rather quite poorly. But you're lactose intolerant. Well, well, you know there is that. That's <laughs> one, that's one of them conditions that people that people don't take seriously, including the people that have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, I am quite badly lactose intolerant, and then they're like, cheese, yolo. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but yeah, so they were tied up, being forced to milk and honey until sickness and diarrhea occurred. At which point, they were left lying in their own filth, and then they were covered in more milk and honey. Like, poured on them. Remember the boats that we spoke about? Yep. This activity, not activity, what's the word? Torture technique. This was carried out over water and marshland in direct sunlight where many insects were present. Now, due to the filth and smell emanating from these boats, insects were drawn to the victims. Wasps and ants would sting them and crawl all over them, but also other insects would lay eggs inside of their opened wounds and also in their unprotected orifices, feeding on the surrounding gangrenous flesh when they hatched. Naturally, this delicious aroma of honey and shit attracts uh, other wild animals such as rats. Fucking disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. The forced feeding of milk and honey was repeated daily, so there was no chance of the victim dying of starvation or thirst. Yeah. Which is it's bad. Uh, with thousands of insects crawling on their skin, in their eyes, filling their ears and mouths, worms and parasites in the filth at the bottom of the boat, causing mass infection to the victim's open wounds, death was not quick. Historian Plutarch recorded one such victim, Mithridates. Uh, this Persian soldier was sentenced to death for the accidental killing of a nobleman. Now, the king of the time, Artaxerxes, uh, covered for him, he had his back, as having the nobleman dispatched benefited him. But once Mithridates was heard bragging about the killing, Artaxerxes had him sentenced to undergo the horrific fate of scaphism. Now, it took 17 days before Mithridates succumbed to the infection and death brought its sweet release. Well, However, seven, 17 days is quite long, isn't it? Yeah, to be tied in a boat covered in shit and beetles. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, however, it is worth noti- noting that for the balance of fair reporting, that Plutarch was reportedly a bit of a, bu- a, bit of a bullshitter and the above may never have happened. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah, I see. Apparently, I this, see. Is one of, this is one of those things that, if you read between the lines... They think it was made up in Plutarch's time as a bit of a, oh, you know what they used to do? They're horrible. Oh, think of this horrible thing. But when you look at the records of the time that they said it was reportedly happening, it's not mentioned. Oh, right. So it could not even be a thing. It, it might not be real, but I still like it. You like it? Yeah. Is that because there's food in it? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I like honey. I, I like honey. honey. I like milk. I like lying on my back in a boat in the sun. <laughs> what's what's <laughs> not to like? Oh, God. Were, they weren't... Were they in the boat or attached to the side of the boat? 
they were in the boat. They were like sometimes they just use hollowed out tree trunks. They were like a, like an open canoe, and they just tie you into it. Because I I read sometimes they were attached to the side of the boat as well, and sometimes oh God, in between bad. two boats. So they were like going along in the water with two boats and just clanging together. Don't know why I'm clapping on a podcast, but. See, they be they break their bones and stuff like, like oh, that shit. as well. That's yeah, that's that's bad as well. Yeah, ideally everyone will be clapping for this podcast. Yeah, clapping for the utter nonsense that we spew. Exactly. Next letter. Um. So, S T. What did we do for T in the last one? I don't think remembering is a good technique for a podcast because this is just us scowling at each other on Skype. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. You can go listen to the episode. So you. Me? No, me. The letter U. Oh, okay. Have you watched U on Netflix? Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't keen. Oh, you don't like it? I liked it. Well, it was... Uh, girlfriend watched it. It was one of those... As someone who likes violent, dark telly, it was like violent, dark telly made by the Disney Channel. Yeah, no, I, I see what you mean. And when you, ha- when you you when they're having conversations, you're like, no one speaks like that ever. I get that, because it was very... Uh, it felt like it kind of felt like a book, and I kind of got the whole feel of it. But it yeah. was when it tried to do the shocking things, it just wasn't. I didn't get the impact of it, and I just thought this is just a bit weak. I like the second season. The second season was really good. Yeah. Um. Anyway, right. So, I went for the letter U. I went for underwater torture. Oh. Simply, the victim would be held underwater for a period of time. If you want to add more complexity to it, they would use um, the ducking stool, seesaw type device, with one seat having a um, one side having a cage seat around it where the victim would sit and locked in. They would be paraded around town before being dunked into the water. An interesting yet sad fact is that in two thousand and four, in Singapore, a soldier was killed in this way during a survival training course. Shit, that's pretty bad, actually. That is bad. Like how you'd have to be underwater like for a while, but surely like that's quite avoidable. Well, maybe the machine malfunctioned, or maybe he breathed out before he went underwater. Anything could happen. Well, that's what I'm thinking. If it, if it caught him, if it caught him without, if it, if he was supposed to take him to to like nearly drowning, one year prepared for it. What if yeah. he wasn't prepared? What if he had the hiccups? Yeah. Or what if it, just missed time? Uh, mistimed it. If, what if he saw, like, a really nice cat and he went, <gasps> just as a, like, oh, and he got cat. excited? Oh, cat there. I don't what know why a, this Singapore drag- guy's French. No, what if a, a dragonfly bit him? Yeah, dragonflies don't bite, do they? I don't know. What if uh, a cricket rubbed its legs together near his ear and he went, oh, what's that? And then he got dipped under. <laughs> Maybe. Do you get uh, crickets in Singapore? I think you probably do, don't you? Uh, Probably, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was my you get, U. In, you get him in most warm countries, don't you? I would imagine so. That's my U. I had V for Van last time, didn't I? V for Van. That was an interesting one. I, I know that it... Van's been going around these times. Yeah. Eighty thousand people my arse, China. Come on. <laughs> I mean, my issue is, I started to confuse capital punishment with torture. <laughs> so that was that was why that that went off on a bit of a tangent, really. Yeah. Well, we kind of did that, didn't we? Yeah. Anyway, speaking of going off on a tangent, W is for Witch Murderer. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Ah, see? Yeah. Uh, Witch Murderer is an outstanding true crime podcast and friends of the show. We fancy the idea of a crossover, so we reached out to Gemma and Holly to get their input on the grisly theme of torture. Jen, press play. Hey, guys, we're the Witch Murderer podcast. My name is Gemma. And I'm Holly. And we've been asked by the Bloody Mess podcast to debate some torture methods for you guys. We have. I've been thinking about this quite a bit because we were supposed to record before. Yeah. And then Scotland sucks and snow came. Yeah. So we kind of got trapped from each other for a while. Yeah. So we've had some time to think about this beforehand. Definitely. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I've got a couple in my head. Okay. So one of the ones I find just absolutely body and soul destroying is one that we saw when me and producer Craig were in Amsterdam and we went to this museum and there was this guy who accidentally split his trousers poor guy in front of the queen and that was the worst thing that he could have ever done 
So he was imprisoned in this like four foot cage and uh-huh. he himself was like six foot. Oh. He was imprisoned in this four foot cage where he couldn't lie down, he couldn't move for 22 years. Oh no. 22 years in this four foot cage. Mm, questions. Okay. He was allowed to sit down. That's the only way he could How did he move? Co-party? I think he just went. <gasps> and he lived for 22 years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then did he die? Yeah, he died in the cage. Oh, that's not good. No. All right. So they weren't cool in Amsterdam back then. No, definitely not. I think that was in the Ripley's Museum. Yeah. Producer Craig is nodding at me. Okay, that is a very good example of torture method that you would not want to have happen. Yeah. For me, I think... Okay, being immobilized, obviously, but I guess you're going to be immobilized in most torture methods, but being cut by something very, very sharp, but not being able to stop the person from cutting you. Okay. And just seeing that, like the blade going into you and cutting away pieces of yourself. Ooh, I know. Because one of the cases that we've covered, I can't remember which one. Remember, they were like cutting off pieces of the person and making them eat it. Yes. I mean, because you're so helpless. You can't do anything. And you're just literally watching your body get destroyed by somebody else. To me, that's horrible. That is terrible. That's just the worst. That's psychologically as well as physically torturous. Uh Uh-huh. Just Mm. seeing like pieces of yourself being slowly cut away, but you're not dying. But you know you're Uh probably going to die. Yeah. Not good. There's another one that just makes me squirm every time I think about it and it's like I don't know if there's a formal name for it I'm gonna call it the pyramid torture (gasps) oh I know this one yeah I think it's a woman mostly and they're placed on this very pointy triangly pyramid and weights are yeah attached to their feet yeah and they're just like slowly split in half slowly split in half from the very precious area yes up to your neck yes yeah it's horrible it's I mean, awful. You'd probably bleed out by the time it gets to your stomach. I'd say so. Not cool. <laughs> That's going to take a long time to get there, though, because it's just, it's not quick. Yeah. I wonder how long that would take. Don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it in the torture museum in London. Yeah. But I've never looked into that because obviously it's not something that's used nowadays. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. That's a horrible. Yeah, no, I agree. So which one's worse? Oh. They're, they're all both bad. so they're all so bad i i don't even know how to i don't know if i can put a score on this they're all so bad in such different ways yeah uh i think for the longevity of it i think the first one the the 22 years because that's just so long that is a long time to be tortured and your muscles would just seize and it'd just be achingly painful for yeah. so long yeah and plus you're sitting in poop i think yeah that one probably wins out for longevity yeah if it was a short-term one, for me, the cutting. Oh, no, I think the pyramid for me. Really? I can close my eyes. I don't need to see it. Yeah, but you'll feel it. Yeah, you'll feel it, <laughs> I guess. I don't know <laughs> I don't know why that makes such a difference. <laughs> yeah, I don't think closing I, your I eyes is going to help. It's not happening. <laughs> yeah, it's, you're still there and you're still being cut up. So I'm not going to help you. Oh. Uh, anyway. No, I think the pyramid for me. Okay. Oh, yeah. So sorry, we haven't really came to like a brilliant conclusion for this no but we've given you some options to think about you know in your quiet time (laughs) (laughs) if you want to listen to us chat like this a bit more and this is kind of what we do as a podcast is we debate ways in which we would rather have been killed yeah and that's our conclusion of all of our episodes so if this is something you're interested in just look us up we are on pretty much everything you can find us on we are just google us we're a witch murderer yeah. Thanks, bloody mess. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. So if being tied up and made to sit on something pointy is torture, sign me up. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, so are we on why? Is this our last one? Are we on why? I think this is the last one, yeah. Well, by the way, thank you very much, Witch Murder, for doing that. We promised yeah. them that would slide into an episode about four episodes ago, and then we never got around to it. So here you go. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you for being thank patient. You. Much appreciated. Exactly. So... The letter Y. I found it quite difficult, like I did with the letter Q and U, to really find something good. So here's some interesting things about the country Yemen. Oh! Now, I didn't know any of this was going on in Yemen, but Googling it, 
there's a lot of mental stuff going on there. Yeah, from... there the news just ignores it because they're not white. Oh, it's absolutely crazy. From forced disappearances to torture and war, there's 14 million people who face starvation or death due to disease um, outbreaks like cholera, which infects 1 in 51 people in Yemen. Fucking hell. Over 6,000 civilians have died in the conflict in Yemen. But I want to use my last letter as a positive. So here's some facts about Yemen. As we all know that Yemen used to be known as the Happy Land. So did you know, James, that 41% of Yemen people are under the age of 15? Is that because they've killed all the (laughs) grown-ups? I'm trying to keep it positive. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Compare that to the the UK at 18%. That'll fucking soon change. (laughs) That's, that's kind funny. of that's good though because it means like in about ten years they're going to have a thriving economy. You you'd think so, but I think all the kids are dying too. Or the militias are going to level up with like all the well, new think blood. All the army and that yeah the the fighting they they take kids and give them guns and stuff. Fucking hell! No Another positive. Fact. Stay positive. Positive. Okay. Shibam, I think that's how it's pronounced. Shibam, a city in Yemen, is home to an ancient. Mud brick skyscrapers, some dating Ooh. back to the 16th century and 11 stories high. 16th century uh, BC or AD? 16th century and 11 stories high. <laughs> it's probably it'll probably that's be all, AD. Sorry, that's all kidding. I got. That's all I got. That's, that is impressive. How, 11 stories. What's that in in real money? Um, that is about 11 stories. All right, it's just just yeah. a bit less than 12 stories. <laughs> yes, and then one one above 10. <laughs> Yeah, right then. Uh, just while we make small talk, while I frantically Google this, it's about 155 feet. What's that in real money? Uh, divided by 350 metres. <laughs> um, so that's quite high for a mud brick building, isn't it? It is. It's very impressive, that. The the Middle East was a, a hotbed of technological advancements. It was fantastic. I, I went to Cyprus once on a, a holiday with my family and there was a cafe called the Yemen Cafe or something like that. It was called Yemen. Yeah. And they did a club sandwich and it was one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. Really? Yes. Oh, Do you know why it's you called you a club make... sandwich? Well, I don't know if I believe this. Uh-huh. It's for chicken, lettuce, under bacon. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't believe that that's true. Why? Because why, why? I just don't believe it. I think that's something someone has made up since that fits. Then why else would it be called a club sandwich? Perhaps, because I don't know. Why is it called club soda? Because it's chicken and lettuce under baking Bubbles. soda. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to, one of my bosses retired a few years ago and I got to play the Ryder Cup course at Glen Eagles because he was in the golf. And we yeah. got our lunch paid for us and had a club sandwich and it was £18 for a club sandwich. Fuck, that's because you weren't in the club. <laughs> and, it was, and it was bang it's average. It's non, non-members fee. Right. Right, I have to say, I'm sorry, if we're talking about club sandwiches, shout out to Delilicious in... Not Delilicious, yeah, Delilicious in Preston. Uh, it's uh, down a side street, just... Uh, is it? Let me try to think what it is. It's a side street... Uh, between the main street, Fishergate, and Avonham Park. Tiny little diner. It's got like three tables in it, and it's the best club sandwich you'll get, and it comes with chips, and it's fantastic. And if whatever, if me and the girlfriend are ever impressed them, and we and it fits in with lunchtime, we go in there and get it, and it's amazing. Yeah, take me there next time I'm down. I will do. Lovely, lovely Eastern European family run it. It's fantastic, really friendly, lovely atmosphere, and it's amazing food. Do you want another interesting fact about Yemen? Yes, please. I've got two more, but they're not the best. But we'll, we'll go for them anyway. That's okay. A unique tree, the Dracania... Well, technically all trees are unique. The, the Dra- Dracania... Dra- Dra- I don't know how to say these words. Cinnabari, Cinnabari? Dracania Cinnabari. Or the dragon blood tree grows in the Yemeni island of Socotra. Oh. The appearance of the tree can easily be compared to that of an umbrella held upright. The dark oh. red resin produced by this tree gives it its name. It has an immense medicinal value, and different parts of it have specific me- medical applications. That's mad, isn't it? 
Yes. But what what kind of applications can you use this tree for? Um, medical. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you should say this because I was actually looking. Uh, you know, we're on lockdown. I'm thinking, what could I do? I know, make some candles. So I was looking through for scented oils, and this is. I have too many hobbies. I just can't. I think I'm just addicted to buying equipment to mm. do hobbies, and not the hobbies themselves. But anyway, I was looking through on what, and they've all got. You start off with like vanilla, then citrus, then apple and cinnamon, and then the people start getting creative and start naming them, and they call them things like walk in the forest or beach beachway surprise and things like that. The surprise is like raspberries, but there was one <laughs> called. There was one called uh, Dragon Blood, and I was like, "Jesus Christ, what's this that bloody Game of Thrones wanker?" But <laughs> to be honest, it was saying it was like a mix of spices and a woody smell, but also had like eucalyptus in it. And I thought it's probably like what you've just mentioned. I wouldn't that... surprise me if it's very similar. Yeah, that's good. You can. Um... Did you buy it, by the way? No, I've not bought them yet. I'm still, I'm still figuring out because the thing is, right? They've got the strangest offer. It's on eBay and it's buy five get seven free. What? <laughs> They'll get business soon. It doesn't make sense. It's like he's he started typing the offer out, then had a stroke. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, because I was, I was only going to buy a couple, but they're the two pound fifty each, and you think, well, if I'm going to spend a fiver, I might as well spend twelve fifty and get yeah. twelve of the fuckers. But then again, I've got to find somewhere to put them. This candle making thing's only going to last till probably Thursday. Exactly. Then I'll have a new I, hobby. I started building terrariums as a hobby. I built two oh, in yeah. an hour and I'm not even finished them and they just sit gathering bugs <laughs> on my, my windowsill. <laughs> the, the shortest lived hobby ever. I was like, I was like, I can, I'll do this while we're locked down. And then I realised I was a key worker. Oh, got it. But you can grow, you can grow these. Uh, Dragon blood trees at home apparently, but they only reach three to four feet tall, and it's still it takes, pretty high. Takes ten years. That's not worth it. If you see the tree, actually, I've got a picture of here. You'll recognise them. I've certainly seen seen trees like this before. Good. Oh yeah, I recognise that. Yeah. So, last fact, last bit of the podcast, really. Oh, okay. The world's largest. Continuous sand desert covers parts of Yemen. Really? The Rub, yep. The Rub al Khali, Khali, Khal, the Rub al Khali is regarded as the largest continuous sand desert on Earth. It occupies an area of six hundred and fifty thousand square kilometers. Jesus. Parts of Yemen, Oman, the UAE, and Saudi Arabia are all in this desert. The Rub al Khali is part of the Arabian Desert and one of the has one of the harshest climates in the world, just like your pubic region. <laughs> that that was that was unneeded. Unless it was directed at the listeners, then it was a bit harsh. That was very harsh, wasn't it? It was. Where are you going? Getting We've got there. like five minutes left. And you're already... another glass of wine. And you're losing interest and wandering around. What are you doing? Getting another glass of wine. I lost an hour of sleep last night, and I've had a stressful day at work. I want to glass. I want another glass of wine. No, you're allowed to. I'm going to go and find. I'm really, because go you just fucking shouted at me for getting up. I just, I'm just going with the the flow. I'm generating content, Jen. I'm tempted <laughs> to go and have a look in the cupboard and see if I've got any spirits because I do fancy a drink, but I don't really think it's worth going out. <laughs> when you say going out, it's like going to your living room. Yeah, I, I mean like li- leaving, leaving, you know, this four foot radius that I'm in. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's all my letters and all my facts for this two-part series on an A to Z of torture. And I think I think we've covered all the letters. I, I, think. I think we've we've pretty much done. We could we could argue that maybe O and P haven't been covered, but to be honest, you've had twenty six the fuckers out of us. Well, twenty four. So I don't think you can really argue that you've not been getting. I don't think we really worth. did A either because I just said a bloody mess. But well, yeah, over these true. two two episodes, it has pretty much been torture for <laughs> listeners. But people seem to listen. Exactly. I mean, also, if you're not happy with what you've got, uh, we do offer a money-back guarantee. Just uh, get in touch and let us know how much you've paid for this entertainment, and we'll happily give it you back, you fucking morning <laughs> bastards. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like this free podcast, tough. Um, oh, we get good feedback. Yeah, we do. That, that lady on the Instagram sent us a message saying she can't wait for the next one. 
Yeah, exactly. That was, that was very good. It was nice. Yeah. It's, it's just nice. Thank you. Thank you. When, when we get, when we, we're doing this day and day, it's just a hobby. So there's times when we get home from work, you've got to walk the dogs. I've got to walk my cars. You know, <laughs> we've got to do different things. You know, Carve a, carve a spoon. Yeah, I've got all these spoons to carve before I can start cooking my tea. And there's times where you think, can I really be bothered doing the podcast? And then there's times when you're up for doing it and I'm and I'm not in, or I'm up for doing it and you've been working. And it's the messages make us keep on doing it, which is it's good, really. Yeah, exactly. Well put, James. Thank you. I like it how like almost every day between ten and eleven o'clock in the morning, I'm always texting you. I'm like, right, I'll do this, I'll do this, we'll get this done, we'll do this. And then I just on a massive come down after that, and I'm like, oh, I can't be yeah. fast. Yeah, and since lockdown between 10 and 11, I'm just, like, snoozing my alarm. <laughs> I'm, like, six hours in my working day at 10 o'clock. Uh, just about, yeah, anyway. Yeah, but also, you're about 10 minutes away from bedtime. Oh, it's nearly bedtime, isn't it? Yeah. That's right, it's 10 past 6. <laughs> it's not, it's half past 8, which is really, it's half past 7. I've got an idea. You might be able to tell me if I'm being stupid here. Okay. I can see one reason why it can't happen, but you know how in spring we change the clocks... An hour forward. Yeah. Then in the winter, we kind of go back an hour. Yeah. Why don't we just, in the winter time, yeah. go back half an hour so we're in the middle and just leave it? Well, you know why we do it in the first place, don't you? Well, there's many reasons. No, there's not. There's one there's... reason. It's, it's a social construct. It was to give farmers an extra It was to give farmers an extra hour. Nothing to, to do with farmers. To... It used to do with farmers. It was to give the farmers an extra hour to be able I to harvest all the about crops. it today. There's, there's, they can do it in the dark. They can't do it in the dark. This was this was brought in back in the day. Back in the day. Exactly. On the I'm big not, brother house. I'm not Jamaican. This was brought in in the olden days to give the farmers an extra hour to work the fields in the daylight. And that's why. It's a sort time time is a social construct. Actually, actually that, that, that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. What doesn't make any sense? What you're saying. Why doesn't it? That's the reason. But they can still do it if they don't change they can still do it just wait an hour later because you're still having the same amount of light in a 24 hour period yeah but you're not because it goes dark earlier but it doesn't that matter just... in, in the 24 hour period there's the same amount of light no because what what you are actually misunderstanding is the days actually do get shorter what your days get shorter not by it's not an just... hour by more than an hour the sun goes up and goes down right <laughs> yeah and it, <laughs> it doesn't matter well, if we t- if we call it seven o'clock or eight o'clock it still no. does it in the same amount of time have you heard of the winter and the summer solstices yes yeah and do you know what the summer solstice is called the summer solstice <laughs> <laughs> no, it's easy for you to say it's called the longest day yes yeah and this the longest day yeah you and... see see what i did there I think so. Were you referencing one of my band's songs? Yes. Oh, I'm really pleased at that. I'm really pleased that you knew that. I try not to reference my own songs because I realise that only eight people have heard them. But I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Anyway, uh, you're missing my point. No, I'm not. You're, you're missing how the world works. I'm not. The shortest... There, in the winter, there is an actual, tangible, smaller amount of sunlight because of how... Because of the rotation of the Earth. We are further away from the sun. I understand that. But say that day is a Tuesday, yeah. whether you call the sunrise 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock, the sun is still up for the same amount of time. It's not. It is. It's not. You're not changing what the sun does. You're not doing it. F- no, if, right. If you're saying sorry, the sorry, 7th sorry, of shut December. The, shut, the, shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> it's not. It's usually, like, it's usually like the 21st of December or something, isn't it? Well, I was just picking a random date. You didn't let me finish. So yeah. Anyway, right. So say... The shortest day, yeah? Yeah. The yeah. sun comes up at 7. Yeah. It goes down at 4 p.m., yeah? Well, probably more like 8 and 4, but yeah, I'll give you so that. So, eight and, 8 and 4, so there's 8 hours of sunlight, yeah? Hang on, I, cu- I couldn't work that out, but if you say so. Yeah? yeah. So, 8 till 12 is 4, 12 till 4, so that's 8, yeah? Yeah. So, we're changing the clocks back. So, the sun then comes up at 7. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't still go down at four. It goes down at three, which is still the same eight-hour period. Yeah, that's right. But so there's no point. Is my point? No, but the thing is, that is. Hang on, right? 
You came on to say that it that it was pointless. I agreed with you and said it was for the farmers. It was just a social. It's not the farmers, though. It is for the farmers. That's why they brought it in. No, I disagree. No, I get what you're saying, but but if you're talking about one day, however, if you're comparing summer with winter, then the days are longer in summer. So to maintain the same amount of have your tea and you've got an hour's left to harvest in. My point is, do what you want. But why don't we just change it back half an hour? Then we just never change it. Then we're doing a nice happy medium. Because you would have the fluctuation of the days. I don't even know what you're talking about. I would just thought because that wouldn't that wouldn't tie in with other countries because all the other countries are either one hour ahead or two hours ahead. No, see that's where you're wrong. Half ahead. That's that's where you're wrong. India are a half an hour. It's like two and a half hours. Really? Yeah, because when Lindsay was <laughs> in India. That, I was like, fuck off. <laughs> when I was like, what time's it over there? She was like, it's quarter to six. I'm like, grow up. It's not. It's either quarter, it's quarter past something. Wow, I did not know that. I let me, do, it was let me double like check. No, no, I, I always thought it was, but I think because of what, I think it's because blown. of... How uh, long are their days though? Do they change between seven and three and eight and four? Oh, I don't know. Let's have a look. Yeah, time in, it's, it's, it's 8.30 now. Time in India, one o'clock in the morning. Really? Yeah. That's it's five, five and a half hours ahead of ahead of GMT. That's the, that blew my mind when she went because I thought that my phone clock was wrong or something like that. It just blown my mind, mate. Blown my mind. It's madness, isn't it? Boom. Anyway, the, I'm just moaning because is... I get up at half five anyway. Then I had to get up at like half four really this morning. That's all. Just grumpy, all right. I had two glasses of wine. I'm fucking smashed. That's fine. I would actually like. I've I've a lot of questions that I want to ask, and I can't ask. Facebook because it's full of idiots and I just I, I've got these questions about if any of if any of our listeners have any knowledge about uh, astrology and the Roman calendar and the introduction of new months. Me, speciality. Ask me. Seriously, do you, do you know what? Are you just gonna yes. make this up? Go. Well, I'll say my other question. My other question I'd like to know is, I would like to discuss someone about a whether the divisions of time are arbitrary or on a fixed uh, like scale. I know that things like a week, a year, that's fixed, that's tangible. But when you get down to things like, why is a minute 60 seconds? Uh, that's what I'd like to discuss with someone who knows. It's probably going to be uh, the professor... Forgan, Dr. Yeah, Forgan. Forgan. Yeah, yeah. I might need him to get on. Just not because he specializes in it, just because he's not an idiot like me. So he probably will tell me. Very smart man. Very smart. Yeah. So I might have to. I'd just like to know personally myself because these things keep me up at night. But yeah, my question about the months is right. Yep. Go. The when did astrology? I'm 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 not not I'm not getting to discussion of whether astrology is real or not because that's a way to upset a lot of people. But my question is mainly: there are twelve astrological signs. The signs yep. of the the signs of the the German. No, what's it called? The, the, the star signs. Star signs. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Well, I don't that's, know the proper name. But that the, is the proper name. Is it right? Yeah. You got your star signs. No idea. There's there's twelve of them. But didn't we add two? Didn't the Romans add two months into the year? There well, used to only be ten months. Well, James. Well. Well. I have no fucking idea. And you, I thought for a chance you might have like watched a, a documentary about it. Mate, I don't even understand the question. Well, you, well, what I'm saying is, I could be wrong with this, but I was pretty sure that the Romans added two months into the year to honour the leaders, and I thought it was July and August for Julius Augustus Caesar. Again, well, that could that be wrong. Yeah, I could have, I could have, could be mixing up my facts. But then I'm wondering if astrology is supposed to be the be all and end all. Then how do you explain the fact that it was that the extra two months were only introduced recently? relatively recently in terms of the earth okay two months were added into the calendar uh, for the roman empire but i the other guy also says i did some research on wikipedia and concluded three months were added because of the roman empire july june and august ah and it was added by julius caesar yeah julius augustus caesar yeah that's what it was july and august that's what it's from there we go there you go Done. See, answer your question. Give me another question. Anything. That, anything. That doesn't, that doesn't ask my question. I, I want to know. Ask me anything. I'd like. To, I'd like to know the how the significance of the astrological system still pertains to the new calendar, seeing as we're just fucking throwing things in as we see fit. That's a very good question, which deserves a proper answer, James. But unfortunately, I can't give you that because, I mean, I know the answer, but we've run out of time. Oh, can you yeah. ring me afterwards and tell yeah. me? <laughs> no problem. We'll do an episode on it. Yeah. <laughs>
Took a bit in this one. <laughs> I think we finished actually talking about torture about half an hour ago. Yeah, we're still, we're still going. Exactly. Well, we might as well, you know, they, you know, give the people what they've paid for. Oh no, wait. <laughs> um, do you want to give them a taste of what's coming up next? Yeah, uh, coming up next, we. I'm already. Uh, I think the technical term is balls deep in the research. Ball deep in the research. Yep. Uh, basically, it's a good one. It's UK based. He's not that well known. Basically, it's relatively recent as well. Well, it's, there's two crimes he did. Are both pretty bad. It's it's interesting stuff. There's some of the typical stuff that we like. It's a bit gruesome. It's got um, some occult leanings in it. And he's not got an entry on Murderpedia, which is a bit of a new one. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's it's a bit of bit of a an undercover brother, so to speak. See, I don't know anything about him. You've kindly taken the lead on this one because I'm a key worker. That's right. Yeah, and I thought I'd become the key worker of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've just I've just been getting stuck in with this really, and it's it should be a good one. There's a it's it's one of these episodes that we might do it, and it'd be thirty two minutes long, and go oh shit, or we might do it, and it'll be we we'll have to split it into two episodes. It just depends how much rambling we do, how much wine I've had. Yeah, I think I might drink for the next one though, but I'm not sure. I'll see. We'll see what happens on the night. Exactly. You know, there might not be any beer left. There might not be any society left by the time we come to record. Um, so let's wrap this up then. Thank you very much if you're still listening. Yeah, thank you. We Send appreciate us a message. It. Tell us what you think about the latest cults and the torture and the A to Z, B to A. And tell us about the astrological calendar and how it works. You can find us on all social media. Just Facebook, a bloody mess. Twitter, bloody mess. Instagram, a bloody mess. Podcast. Podcast. We are a podcast. Yeah, Twitter is mess underscore podcast. Uh, join the listeners group on Facebook. We're getting more people joined in, and it's just uh, it's just it's just memes and conversation about serial killers and 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 documentaries. It's just that's good fun. A, that group. It's it's a nice place to be. It's good fun. It's very friendly, and it's just it's just a good bit of like humour to brighten your day up with. Uh, also, a big shout out to Witch Murderer. Thanks for getting involved. Thank you. Uh, and we'll link you in the episode description if you want to check them out there on uh, Instagram and the social medias as as at Witch Murderer. And I think that's yep. it. And all that's left to say is... See you later, motherfuckers. Bye! That was quite feminine, that. Should I again? Bye! No, that doesn't work either. Bye! I sound a bit thick. They're all getting kept in. That was fine. <laughs> You've been listening to another great podcast from the Fair City Podcast Network group dedicated to connecting and developing podcasts. Check out fcpod.net for more great podcasts and content.